0: Hi everyone, welcome to Legal Talks by Desi Kanun. I am Suyash and I am excited to have started this show. For the show notes of current episode, please visit our blog www.desikanun.co.in. On today's show, we will discuss two judicial pronouncements of Honorable High Court of Madhya Pradesh, namely Sonu Baerwa vs. State of M.P. and others and Hari Om vs. State of Madhya Pradesh. The first judgment was pronounced by the division bench of honorable shri justice Sojoy Paul and honorable shri justice Anil Verma. This judgment was authored by honorable shri justice Sojoy Paul. The second order was pronounced and authored by the single bench of honorable shri justice Anil Verma. Wide such orders, the honorable High Court of Madhya Pradesh dealt with the important issue of black marketing of life saving drugs like Remdesivir. Let us discuss the first case. In the case of Sonu Berwa v. State of MP and others, an order passed under Section 3 of the National Security Act detaining the petitioner was under challenge. Briefly speaking, Section 3 of the NSA provides that the government may detain a person for preventing him or her from acting in any manner prejudicial to the security of the state or for maintenance of essential services or supplies or public order, and such period of detention could be extended from time to time. The brief facts of the case are that the petitioner had indulged in black marketing of remdesivir injections during the second wave of COVID-19 pandemic that had caused serious threat to public order. The petitioner was detained under the NSA Act, And in order to gather a better understanding of the matter, let us go through the observations given by the Honourable Court. Firstly, the Court observed that though the impugned order incorrectly mentions that the petitioner is absconding, yet the same in itself is not a sufficient ground to set aside the entire order. Secondly, the Court observed that Remdesivir is a life-saving drug that is in short supply. Consequently, its black marketing has a direct impact on public order and if the petitioner is released from detention, he could indulge into the same activity again. Thirdly, the petitioner was relying upon a case law that involved black marketing of oxyflometer. The Honourable Court distinguished such case from the present one as in the present case, a life-saving drug that is in heavy demand is involved. According to the court, this is trite that a judgment of a court cannot be read as Euclid's theorem and this is equally settled that little differences in facts or an additional fact may make a lot of difference in the precedential value of a decision. I think these are golden words. Fourthly, the court discussed when a person who is already in custody could be detained further under the NSA Act. A. Detaining authority had knowledge about detainee's custody. B. There exists real possibility of detainee's release on bail. C. Necessity of preventing him from indulging in activities prejudicial to the security of state or maintenance of public order upon his release on bail. According to the court, all three criteria are satisfied in the instant case. Fifthly, the court cited the case of Rajkumar Singh versus State of Bihar, wherein it was observed that hard and ugly facts make application of harsh laws imperative. According to the court, black marketing of a drug like remdesivir in days of extreme crisis is certainly such an ugly act and fact, which can very well be a reason for invoking Section 3 of NSA Act against the petitioner by district magistrate. Sixthly the court discussed the explanation appended to section 3 of the National Security Act that provides that no order of detention could be made under National Security Act on any ground on which detention could be made under the Prevention of Black Marketing and Maintenance of Supplies of Essential Commodities Act 1980 the court elucidated that an explanation can be both additive or subtractive in nature and in the present case, the explanation does not take away the right of detaining authority under the NSA Act regarding eventualities relating to maintenance of public order or security of the state. The court supplemented its reasoning by interpreting Section 3, Subsection 2 and laying down the three contingencies for its invocation. A. Prejudice to security of a state. B. Prejudice to maintenance of public order and c. Prejudice to maintenance of essential supplies and services. According to the court, in the present case, the explanation can be applied only with respect to contingency c, as black marketing of remdesivir creates a threat to public order. And lastly, the court cited the case of Ajay Maikan versus Adesh Kumar Gupta. To underscore the point that the rule of literal construction cannot be applied in a sweeping manner, to all situations as it may not subserve the purpose of the statute. As discussed, out of the three eventualities or contingencies, even if any one is satisfied, the same would be sufficient to invoke the National Security Act. Therefore, in light of the above, the division bench dismissed the writ petition as being devoid of merits. Now let us discuss the second order in relation to remdesivir and thereafter I shall provide my composite views in relation to both the judicial pronouncements. In the second case, Hari Om versus State of Madhya Pradesh, similar factual matrix was involved, as in this case the applicant was arrested by the police for black marketing of remdesivir injections, and had applied for bail before the High Court. The Ramdeevir injections were recovered from the possession of the co-accused persons and high-grade antibiotics like tozoterm, pipericillin and tazobactam were recovered from the applicant. It is pertinent to note that, apart from the antiviral drug remdesivir, high-grade antibiotics like tazobactam are also in high demand in the COVID-19 pandemic situation. These antibacterial drugs are used to manage the secondary infections that may occur in COVID-19 patients. The charges against the applicant for which he was arrested are under Section 188, 420 and 120B of Indian Penal Code. Section 3 of the Epidemic Diseases Act, 1897. Section 24 of the Madhya Pradesh Ayurveda Parishad Adhiniyam 1987. Section 5 and 13 of the Madhya Pradesh Drug Control Act, 1949 and Section 3 and 7 of the Essential Commodities Act, 1955. I am not discussing these provisions in detail for the sake of brevity, but anybody interested could read about them by searching on Google or by looking into the Bayer Acts. The cumulative effect of these provisions is to book a person who has indulged in holding or black marketing of life-saving drugs like remdesivir. Now let us discuss the observations by the court. Firstly, the court cited section 3c of the Epidemic Diseases Act 1897 that provides that where a person is prosecuted for committing an offense punishable under subsection 3 of section 3, the court shall presume that such person has committed such offense unless the contrary is proved. According to the court, the factum of no possession of remdesivir injection would have helped the applicant had this been a case of no evidence. But in the present case, even if no remdesivir injection is directly recovered from the possession of the applicant, it cannot mean that he has not committed any offence as the same were recovered from the co-accused persons and such prima facie evidence is available on record. Secondly, the court observed that during COVID-19 pandemic, oxygen, remdesivir, etc. are in high demand and thousands of patients on their deathbed were making efforts to procure these medicines. Black marketing of such life-saving medicines at exorbitant prices is a crime against humanity, and the court cannot turn a Nelson's eye to such incident. Therefore, upon cumulative consideration of the above, the court was pleased to dismiss the bail application of the applicant. Those were the observations of the court. So, what are my concluding remarks? It is needless to state that COVID-19 pandemic has wreaked havoc all over the world and concerted efforts are being made everywhere to fight the disease. In such trying times, it is deplorable to see criminal elements indulging in black marketing of drugs like remdesivir. I welcome the reasoning given by the court that such black marketing at a time when thousands of needy people require life-saving drugs indeed disturbs the public order and hence NSA act is liable to be invoked under such circumstances. Though bail is the rule and jail is an exception under our criminal jurisprudence, yet in the cases that we just discussed, the court rightly observed that if such persons are left scot-free, they might again indulge into black marketing, thereby disrupting the public order. And the court cannot remain as a mute spectator. Hence, I hope you enjoyed listening to this show. Thank you for listening. Please do not forget to like and subscribe us. And if you have any comments, please make them in the comments section. See you next time. Till then, stay tuned.